Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. It's me, Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Hooray, we've done it. We've done it. We've survived the winter, kind of. Yeah, I guess. I much prefer the fall and the winter to the spring and the summer. We told I mean, that it's... bastard Punxsutawney Phil, get the hell back in your hole, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, you, Jeff has been banned from uh, <laughs> going to that Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, I I had that week where I kept waking up and doing the same thing every day, and everyone was like, what is happening? Why, are you, yeah, why do you keep everyone else was up? <laughs> Everyone else is like, we're doing different things. Stop <laughs> reacting to what we did four days ago. Oh my god, can you imagine living in Puxitani, how many weird cosplayers would show up just to pretend <laughs> they were- Oh my god, that would be awesome. <laughs> Daytime. Oh, oh that's- that is a- that would be a good use for flash mobs, and you know I don't say that often. Hmm, that's true. Are those still around? I haven't heard about them in probably ten years. Mm, they're building up to something, though, I feel it. Okay. <laughs> they're they've actually- their ultimate, uh, flash. Yeah, every single person on Earth except for me will be involved. Mm. They've gotten more organized, now they're the Flash Mafia. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I, I guess. I thought that was the- that was, uh- the name for fans of the TV show The Flash on CW. Oh, yeah, no, they're called The Flash Mob now. <laughs> That's why they said those fedoras to CW so they won't cancel The Flash. <laughs> That's why they said those severed horse heads to the CW. <laughs> uh, to get this, you need to understand a lot of things, CW, so you gotta read this whole letter. <laughs> And the letter is uh, The Godfather by Mario Puzo. <laughs> I mean, that does not explain all of it. <laughs> yeah. The letter starts with, don't hang up. <laughs> Alright, hold on, I gotta read all this. Yep. It's got some Wikipedia links written, handwritten onto it. <laughs> I do feel like I want, every time I write a letter or email, I do want to start it with don't hang up. That's yeah. not a joke. <laughs> Hear me out, I'm gonna be as fast as possible. Yes. I wonder if the reason why me and a lot of people of my age group are very uncomfortable talking to people on the phone is because I've always seen how mu- how quickly everyone else wants to get off the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was a kid and my parents would be on the phone, they clearly didn't want to be there. And mm-hmm. so, no matter what, even if I'm talking to somebody that I'm friends with, I'm like, well, we both agree that we want to get off this call as soon as possible, right? <laughs> I hate that there's no polite way to tell someone to they have to shut up, <laughs> because mm-hmm. if someone wants to talk on the phone, and there are people like that, if they want to talk to you Perverts. on the phone, and, you, and you're like, well, I guess I better, and they just keep going, there's no polite way to be like, hey, shut up, though. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on the phone with you anymore. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> and sometimes when both people want to get off the phone, uh, both people also are looking for a way to say it that doesn't sound like, I really want to stop talking to you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to walk into the kitchen and turn on my oven timer so then I can pretend that my oven timer has just gone <laughs> off. Have to get yeah. off the phone. Uh, I always I wa- throw it back on them. I'm like, well, uh, I guess you're probably pretty busy. I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then when they say no, you you fucked yourself forever, Jeff. If they if they say no, they are breaking a big social contract. Yeah, Jeff. These are the people who break social contracts. Yes. <laughs> They're like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'm not busy at all. Yeah, oh, that's the that problem. A second thought. <clears throat> yeah. I hate it. <laughs> Me too. What people? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
so. I don't even like talking on the phone with you guys. <sighs> yeah, I try That's to get through it as quickly as possible, which is why episodes <laughs> get longer and longer every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all, we all hit minute 35, and we're like, all right, well, let's, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, no, we're gonna still go? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Jeff, I legitimately got goosebumps at the idea that you were implying that we could do this show in less than an hour. <laughs> It's been Uh, ending down to less than an hour recently, which is nice. (laughs) Well, that's good for our audience. (laughs) I disagree. I like longer podcasts. I never want a podcast to be over. I have stuff to do, and I need to distract myself. Yeah. Uh, It very much depends for me. If I'm out running errands, I want my podcasts to last forever. But if I'm just, like, putting something on while I'm cooking dinner or something, I... Like, I, I'm happy for it to be short so that I can jump in and out without having to feel like I forgot a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I think that the ideal length for podcasts is about an hour and a half. Hmm. Wow, that's way longer than I thought you were going to say. No, yeah, I like, I, uh, I like, uh, I, I like the Flophouse and Jordan Jesse Go are about that length. I like that too. Stop podcasting yourself is always about that. But I think an hour is probably the length for most good podcasts. Yeah, it's just Mabim Bam feels too short lately. Yes, that's because they talk about things that aren't giving advice for 45 minutes. Good. No, those are the best parts. Listen, if they just did Munch Squad and like under the table at fishing or whatever, mm-hmm. yes. I'd be very very on board with that. Um, no, the real problem <clears throat> is that they now spend half of every episode doing ads and plugs at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Which is why I keep saying we should stop doing plugs at the end of our show, given that none of us are ever doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we started the show, I had another podcast, and that's true. at one point, me and Louisa hosted a different podcast together. That's true. Yes. And I used to make foods back when I had some kind of joy in my life that I would write about <laughs> that would be on uh, weaponized language as well. Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah, but those are all things we did over a year ago. <laughs> mm, you're right. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, man. So all I'm saying is, no one wants to follow us on Mastodon, and if they did, they could figure it out. (laughs) They don't need us to say it every fucking week. Twelve people listen to this show. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was going to say before, the real problem is when you're talking to someone and you both realize that you both want to get off the phone, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is winding down, clearly. And then someone's like, oh, wait, but did you see that show? And then you're excited, too. You're like, I did see it. And then that's when you can't get off the phone, when one person keeps remembering something right at the end. Do you guys get, like, way, way, way too sweaty when you're talking on the phone? (laughs) Yes. Every time I'm on the phone for more than a few minutes, when I hang up, my back is all sweaty. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) My palms just get a little bit sweaty. No. Mom's spaghetti? I was was afraid Jeff was going to say it. I had to scoop Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode, please. Thanks, Jeff. Which one? Uh, so, Louisa, what did you do this week? <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot I'd have to have something that I did this week. Oh no! <laughs> you must have done you're reacting as though. if I trapped you in this yes! thing we do every week. <laughs> it caught me so off guard. Uh, this week I made brioche buns, which I've made before, but I absolutely love this recipe. And mm-hmm. I tried putting a cinnamon filling in them, which worked kind of interestingly. Um, so these buns, I've made them before. They're just a plain, uh, brioche bun has egg, 
butter and a little bit of sugar in it. So it has kind of a sweet taste, but it's not a sweet bun. Uh, you can use it for a hamburger bun, for instance. But for this one, oh, yes? Questions? I was, I was just going to say for brioche, um, I, I really like brioche. It's like a fortified loaf or whatever they call it. But, mm-hmm. um, I, it's also a very simple bread dough. Yes. Compared to, like, if you wanted to do a baguette, there's, like, so many different steps to it. Yes. And I always feel like, do I like this because I like it, or do I like it because it's so much easier than trying to do real bread? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what you mean, but I think I like it because real bread has to be pretty much perfect to, to be enjoyable. Otherwise, as you're as you're eating a baguette that's not really that well made, there's practically nothing in it to distract you. So you're like, well, this tastes too yeasty. This texture is too heavy. All those things. Yeah, I think that that would help me actually. I like I want to hone in on the perfect recipe for something, but mm. dear God, baguette recipes are complicated. You have to make yeah. two different doughs: one for the inside and one for the crust. What? Yeah, that's no crazy. Good. Uh, I'm I'm of the opinion that brioche uh, kind of sucks. Uh, why? Uh, I don't. It's just like every too eggy. Sometimes it can be too eggy. Every fancy burger place has been like, we're doing brioche buns now. No more white bread. No more potato buns. Mm. And it just is so like dry for a brioche? burger. Yeah, that's a I weird thing to say because I would say it's yeah. too heavy and buttery because it has a lot of butter and most breads do not. Yeah, that's another thing. Is it's like a, it's a very thick. It's Hold a on, thick, dry <laughs> you can't say it's bread. too buttery and too dry. Those are opposites. <laughs> no, I didn't say too buttery. I said it's too thick. It's I like mean, a dense. It can be. Yes, you're right. It, it, it is chewier can be. than you want. For, like uh, that's the other thing for for a bun. I want that bun to be a handle for my food and very little else. That's fair. Mm, yeah. yeah, a lot of the best breads and tortillas and whatever for sandwiches and wraps are, you know, very light on fat and flavor. Yes. I don't believe about this statement about children like it usually is, but I do believe it for buns that they should be seen and not heard. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that about children, but not buns. I want live buns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Jeff, get some pants that say loud buns across the bun, please. (laughs) Yeah, cool. I'm gonna get my gross. I'm gonna get some fart joggers. <laughs> that was the name of your first album, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was independently released, so I could name it whatever I wanted. Oh, uh, I love the idea of a black metal band that started out as like a Weird Al parody band. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, oh, so these buns, uh, I like to eat them plain, but of mm-hmm. course they are a little a little bit too plain. Like, it's nice to have a really good slice of toast. And you butter it up. That's nice. But I wanted something a little more, so I tried putting some cinnamon, cinnamon roll filling, which is just cinnamon and brown sugar and butter, uh, inside these uh, brioche buns, and it worked mm-hmm. pretty good. It kind of is what I wanted, which was a rich, pretty plain tasting bread, but then a little taste of cinnamon sugar. Uh, the only thing is, I put a little clump of this stuff inside, so it was all just in one spot, and I want to try to figure out how to make it uh, go through the dough more. Now, I don't stuff. want to sound like I'm being shitty here, but <laughs> why don't you just roll the dough thin and then spread the cinnamon sugar on it, and then roll it up, and then it would be evenly distributed throughout, and also just be a cinnamon roll. <laughs> I mean, 
that is an idea, but uh, one, I don't want it as gooey and sweet as a classic cinnamon roll, so I don't want to go that far. Trying to do it with less of the filling, um, I don't know if it would come together in buns very well. So, you know, it's just something I need to experiment with. Yeah, I've done a few different, I mean, cinnamon rolls are just a form of Chelsea bun. Sorry, Americans. Mmm, it's truth um, to power. Yeah, who's, and I've tried Chelsea? a few different... <laughs> What? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Uh, B- Bill Clinton's daughter. <laughs> oh, she invented she, cinnamon buns? That's crazy. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I've tried a few variants on that, where I've done, like, uh, I did lemonade Chelsea buns, which were pretty good, and I did um, mm-hmm. Cherry's Jubilee Chelsea buns, and both of those are not as sweet as a cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Obviously, I know you want that cinnamon flavor, but yeah. I've done it with with less sweet fillings, and it's worked pretty well. Well, I think what I want to do, because um, if I make half a recipe of this dough, it makes just six buns, which is perfect, because I can, you know, eat a couple, put some in the freezer, and toast those later. Great, yep. that's exactly what I want. So I think this week I might try again, but put mini chocolate chips in them, because I've had milk buns like that before, and they were really good, which is, this is what I want. I want a nice-tasting bread that then just has a little tiny bit of sweetness to it. So, Mm. I'm thinking mini chocolate chips might be the way to go. I'll find out this week. How about you just have bread, and then you spread, like, a sweetened butter on it? Like a cinnamon Uh, sugar butter? Yeah, that's nice. I think, I've talked about this before, but I love the idea of something that's all contained. It makes me feel like I'm well-equipped for a journey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know yeah, that's weird. You've got your Lemba spread and you're ready to go, but it has to be a little sweeter. You're not going to enjoy taking the ring to mortar. Exactly. You but, know the, you know that, oh, sorry, you're still continuing with your joke? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, uh, to explain myself more, like when I make jam, my favorite step is when I have it all in the little jars and they're all sealed up and I've cleaned them all and there they are, they're all ready to go. I love that. Go on. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know that um, bread that they make in a flower pot at Terrain? Mm-hmm. That stuff is so good, and it always comes with that, like, honey sage butter. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that, when you get a sweet butter, like Jeff is suggesting, is then you don't want to eat the bread without, like, dipping it in that butter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly. not good. No. Great. <laughs> Yeah. But the upside to it is you can make your bread with, like, little salt crystals on top like they do, mm-hmm. and then when that meets the sweet butter, oh, man. Yes. Oh, that's oh, so good. Man. Yes, I totally yes. agree. Make you get, your bread and eat it, too. Yeah. You get a slightly sweet bread, you spread it with butter, and then just a little tiny sprinkle of sea salt. Ugh, I love that. I had, uh, earlier this week, we I got takeout from a restaurant because I wanted to be, I wished that I was in a restaurant, and... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> For dessert, I they had, had profiteroles, so I got mm, some profiteroles. Delicious. But, like, they put, like, marshmallow fluff No! What? <laughs> no! It was so me? bizarre. <laughs> I was like, oh, this looks like delicious whipped cream on top of my profiteroles. First of all, they put ice cream in the profiteroles, which I know some people do, but that's mm-hmm. not good. I want custard in there, goddammit. Yeah. And second of all... It was this, like, weird gummy... I mean, like, I think it was, like, homemade marshmallow. It wasn't, like, out of a jar or whatever, Mm because it was a pretty nice restaurant. But what? Marshmallow on profiteroles? Yeah, that's weird. That's so bizarre. Uh, now what are these? Profiteroles are, like, (laughs) kind of like big cream puffs. Yeah. Hmm. 
They're made of the same shoe pastry that you use to make eclairs, so as it puffs up in the oven, it becomes completely hollow inside, and then you can fill it with different things. Yeah, usually with a cream puff, you kind of inject some stuff in there, whereas with profiteroles, you kind of cut them in half and then fill them like two tiny bowls. Oh, I see. Yes, I understand this. I've seen these. That's good yeah. stuff. Anyway, I will follow up with my bread experiments. I should probably put photos on the Discord. When I talk about food, I really should just give people a way to look at it if they want. Um, but Matt, what did you do this week? Um, well, continuing to talk about food, I want to talk a little bit about nuts. Okay, I don't right, like them. let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah, let's go crazy here. Um, so, first of all, the fact of the matter is, the weird, like, monopoly on nuts that people have around here makes me crazy, because basically you can either buy store-brand nuts, which are just salt, salt wood in mm-hmm. a jar... Or sometimes there's flavored nuts that are almost exclusively made by like planters or one of, or like diamond, what is it called? Blue diamond, those there's kinds of things. Diamond and there's emerald. And I don't know if those two are related, but they're both famous. Yes. And the problem is they all make the same three shitty flavors. Yes. And I'm constantly chasing the dragon of. <laughs> Maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, planters had jars of what they called hot nuts. <clears throat> and they were just peanuts that were roasted in, like, spicy chili powder. They were so fucking good. And then for a long time, they, like, they phased out the jars and you could only get them in little sleeves at the gas station. <laughs> uh-huh. But they were still good, and now they just don't make them at all anymore. And what's wild is, Planters doesn't seem to make flavored nuts at all. Every time I look at at Planters nuts, it's like, do you want regular or honey roasted? And that's it. You're a nut company, assholes! (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? I feel like companies are all cutting back on... This is like the collapse of capitalism, I guess. But they're cutting back on all the extra varieties, and they're just like, whatever our main moneymaker is, that's all we're doing now, nowadays. Hmm. That's just so wild, because you spent so long, like, crushing all of your competition, and now you're... nuts. (laughs) Yeah. And now you're just gonna not try anymore? I mean, that is obviously the end goal of capitalism, but it sucks, and I hate it. Yeah. Do you have a Trader Joe's near you? Because I know they have a wide variety of flavored different kinds of nuts. They do, but they're all very terrible. All of the the flavors are bad. Because they're all, like, fucking... Like lime flavor, and it's yeah, the chili lime peanuts. That. I love those. I don't even like peanuts. No, well, Matt, I might have the solution. Uh, mm-hmm. Frito Lay makes peanuts that are the flaming hot brand. Ooh, maybe. I wonder where you can get them. Anyway, Amazon uh, has them. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to order them from Amazon. I don't want to order anything from Amazon if I can help it. Yeah. What I ended up doing this past week is I ordered three bags of tester nuts from a place called nuts.com <laughs> that's very good how were they so here's the thing Uh-oh. <laughs> uh okay i want to tell you the flavors that i tried and then i want you guys to tell me which ones you think were good okay all right i tried taco nuts okay i tried cajun peanuts and i tried garam masala nuts I think the garam masala were the only good ones. I think Cajun was the only good ones. Cajun was the worst one, unfortunately. Whoa! (laughs) Uh, The garam masala nuts are growing on me for sure. Uh, The taco nuts are... You you have to chew them up. (laughs) 
Yeah. You Wait, don't want what? them you don't want them growing. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I don't understand how eating them whole would cause them to grow on me. <laughs> they grow out of your ears. If your ears are oh, too okay. dirty. You remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, you get a whole watermelon in your tummy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, one of the things that I absolutely cannot fathom, well, one of the things that bothers me is all internet snack companies ship their food in these little plastic Ziploc pouches yeah. that infuse the food with such a plasticky, disgusting flavor, yeah. and it just infuriates me. I tried Nature Box once, mm-hmm. and everything tasted so much like licking plastic that I could not stand it. Yeah. You guys um, have this problem? Is this yes. just a me thing? It's not even uh, just that. Uh, you'll get clothes that also inexplicably come in these resealable plastic bags, the same kind they use for snacks, and then you have to wash them, like, twice before you get rid of that plastic smell. Yeah. I, um, I didn't have that problem when I subscribed to Nature Box. I found that what I need to do is leave the snack with the Ziploc open for a couple of days to off-gas all of that toxic plastic smell. <laughs> Doesn't that make your snack stale? Well, peanuts don't really go stale, so... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Jeff likes that for some reason. <laughs> uh, I, I tapped the side of my head as if to say, good thinking, Matt. You know we can't see that, right? Uh, yeah, but I just described it, so now it's fine. Okay, got it. Um, the other thing that I did not anticipate with these nuts is that for the Cajun and garam masala nuts, um, they have, like, some kind of crunchy breading on them that conveys the flavor. Oh, weird. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, sometimes you get nuts that are, like, encased in something. Yeah, like those peanuts with that, like, red shell to them. Yeah, it's like a cracker. Yeah. Like, you baked a cracker around this peanut for some reason. Yeah, that's (laughs) strange. Why would you do that? They're already crunchy. That's their whole thing. I think Planters sells those as uh, Planters Crunchers. (laughs) Weird. Oh, God. (laughs) It's not good. Um, So, anyway... I did not expect to have my Cajun flavor conveyed to me by a cracker, which did not thrill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just I don't wanted... like when white people appropriate uh, food that is Cajun culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Thank you. I, I, you know, that only like barely works because they're, you know, there's white Cajuns. Yeah, that's true. But they are culturally based a lot in people of color. Anyway, um. So that's not thrilling, and the fact that, like, especially with Cajun flavors, mm-hmm. it's very, very important that the flavor taste, like, fresh, I guess? Or, like, mm-hmm. how do I say this? Like, you couldn't do... You'll notice that at the grocery store there's not, like, jars of etouffee sauce. Yeah. What store are you going to? <laughs> <laughs> And I think the reason is so much of Cajun food is like about eating it right off, right off the, out of the pan or whatever. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess. Like, I do know what Cajun seasoning tastes like in dried form, but I would like to say I have no idea what makes it taste like Cajun seasoning. Yeah, that is true. I think bell peppers have a lot to do with it. The fact that they have a different, like, three main vegetables than (laughs) every other uh, cooking style is wild to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of bell peppers, but they do use them well in Cajun cooking, I think. Yeah, and I love Cajun food, um, but something about these, like, it does have that taste where you, you know that you're eating Cajun something, mm-hmm. but, like, it just tastes artificial. It's like eating, like, a Cajun-flavored Jelly Belly jelly bean. Oh, that's <laughs> a shame. <laughs> yeah. So that's not good. Uh, the garam masala ones are okay. I'm sure they just mixed garam masala spice into whatever cracker dough they used or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the taco ones don't have the cracker coating, which is good. Mm-hmm. They do taste like, you know, those scratch and sniff stickers you had when you were a kid and one of them was taco? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they I taste sure. like, they taste like that smells. <laughs> Which is taco adjacent for sure. You got me there, nuts.com. <laughs> I feel like yeah, the best it's... capture of taco flavor that isn't tacos is, um, uh, what are they called? The, uh, Fritos that are spiced. Chili cheese Cheetos? Yes. No, Fritos. Yeah. Fritos, yes. Fritos, yes. Those, those ones are, are good. Yeah, those are, that's some good. See, uh, I... It's a shame that they aren't chili cheese Cheetos, because that alliteration is very good. <laughs> I guess I think so. they. I think they do have that flavor. It's just, you know... Uh, I don't like I, plain Cheetos. I'm too good for those now that they're crunchy they're, Cheetos. They're both made from made by Frito-Lay. They could just, like, point the, the spice-blasting nozzle at the Cheetos thing yeah. instead of the Fritos thing. That's true. Yeah. Everything Frito-Lay makes uh, comes in flaming Hot and Chili Cheese. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I don't like fake taco flavor. Uh, I think it's, like tolerable but not good so you don't like yeah. chili cheese fritos i know i like plain fritos <laughs> okay. those are good those are surprisingly good but it's, that's just because they're the saltiest snack yeah, in the just whole world salt corn and oil compressed together into a sheet <laughs> yes <laughs> um i guess when i ordered these in my mind i was thinking what a sane person would do is just have these be like cumin flavored yeah. which would be good yes mm. but no i guess they tried to capture the meat flavor as well that's oh, not good you shouldn't no. have done that no uh this might be more involved than you want to get but have you considered making your own flavored nuts because if you buy plain nuts in bulk they're quite cheap and then you could flavor them up however you want yeah i did an exper a few experiments the 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 two kinds of nuts that I love that, of course, no one makes anymore because I can't have nice things are <laughs> these uh, hot nuts that planters used to make. And they used to make um, rosemary roasted almonds, which I also Ooh. really loved. <laughs> uh, and that was made by Diamond, and they don't make that anymore because instead they have, like, seven different flavors of sriracha almonds. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing over there? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I tried making those myself, and they were good, but way too much work for, like, I would eat, I would spend eight hours making them and then 45 minutes eating them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get what you're saying, and it is time versus money, but I think if you're buying small portions of nuts, the cost, if you added them up to how much you could make at once, like, I think that would be offset money-wise, but it would be more time, so there's that trade-off. Yeah, I really just, ultimately, the reason I like eating peanuts is because they're, like, a not terrible for you snack that you can have and just munch on while you're doing other stuff and not have to think a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. But apparently I have a lot of opinions about peanuts because all of these peanuts from not nuts.com <laughs> should know better 
are not very good. Ah, tragic. So that's disappointing. Also, the other thing I was going to talk about, which we don't have to get into, is I've been catching up on Jeopardy, and Ken Jennings has a voice that is impossible to pay attention to. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. I haven't watched any of his stuff because I don't like him. He is, I mean, we all hate Ken Jennings, rightfully so, mm-hmm. uh, and also he is so bad at hosting Jeopardy, because literally as he's hosting Clues, I will zone out. <laughs> as he's reading Clues, I mean. I will zone out and just be like, oh, I wish I was doing something else. Wait, no, I love Jeopardy! <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I started playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh. Um, I've gotten about 12 hours in. I'm currently hanging out with uh, Eris in the Sector 5 slums. Now, Eris, who's, who is Eris? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> she's uh, she's Sephiroth's, Sephiroth's friend. <laughs> oh, you mean Aerith? <laughs> no, no, I live in the alternate universe where they decided to romanize uh, all the THs as S's instead. <laughs> uh, it does sound like the person speaking has a lisp when they say Aerith. Yeah, it's it's weird, um, because that sound is not very much like it. Like, they don't have a TH sound in Japanese, yeah. so like when they want to convey a TH for a Western-style name, they use an S. But Aerith is nothing. That yeah. doesn't sound like a name, whereas Aerith does. Yes. Yeah, Aerith has too many soft sounds in it, and at least Aerith has that, like, solid ender. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I'm discovering that the character design of all of these characters is very appealing, but extremely bizarre. You're talking about the giant boobs? No, (laughs) no, like, the fact that, uh, Aerith is walking around in, like, a, a sort of, what would you call that, a sundress? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I will say I'm pretty sure that she was meant to evoke the, like, aesthetic of a shrine maiden in the original, for whatever yeah. that's worth. Her original design makes a little more sense. That dress is, like, a little a little more cool and hip, but her redesigned dress is, like, very, uh, sort of plain. It's, like, light pink, and then over top of it, she has, like, a motorcycle jacket and uh, is wearing combat boots. Mm-hmm. And that's that very cool, but it does not convey her attitude at all. <laughs> that sounds exactly like the, what they put uh, Marnie in in the Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm, okay. <laughs> the fact that Eris in the game, in the, the remake, like sometimes leads the party and so you can see her walking and the way they designed her walk makes me think that the people that made this game hated Eris. <laughs> Yeah, they absolutely, uh, well, I mean, based on how the story went for her originally, they probably do. Uh, (laughs) Um, she looks like a puppet that is dangling from a string attached to her head, and then the whole rest of her body just kind of sways back and forth underneath (laughs) it. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, I'm realizing playing through this that, uh... The characters and world are all very charming, and I was wrong to dismiss Final Fantasy VII as a youth. Um, But I probably wouldn't like playing the original, because it is a 90s JRPG, which is the uh, most impenetrable genre of video game to play as a modern person. (laughs) What, you you don't like your identifiable characters to be extremely sharp? (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's like... It's... 
so interesting because it has such high production values, um, which I guess the original did too, but high production values back then looked awful, and high production values now is like, it's playable uh, Advent children. That is true. I will say that when Final Fantasy VII came out, it was it looked better than any video game I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was, yeah, was so blown away. I was like, this is it, so realistic. <laughs> they'll never get more photorealistic than this. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cloud is made of four squares taped together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I, good. I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, it is weird because knowing that this game is directed by, uh, or I guess the original, uh, maybe he's a producer now, Tetsuya Nomura, who also designed all the characters, um, and also is the, like, main creative force behind the Kingdom Hearts series, mm. uh, because they just made this one play like Kingdom Hearts, but, like, a little more elaborate. Yeah. I think mechanically it's a very interesting direction for them to take. I do, it is bad to me at least that like they are kind of abandoning it being an RPG. I feel like every game is moving towards being just an action RPG and I don't like that. I think that there's a different fun to be had in a game where you take your time to think about what you're about to do and how it will affect the battle. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think that's such a hard line to, to toe. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, when I was a kid and had infinite free time and patience, I could just, you know, sit there and be like, alright, yeah, I'm gonna go through these tedious random battles that are all functionally identical because I don't have a lot going on. Um, but now I'm an adult and I'm like, if you are not engaging every part of my enormous adult brain, I'm going to flip out and stop playing this game. (laughs) Uh, so it needs to like the, it needs to have a lot of like strategy to it. If it's going to be a, uh, a turn-based RPG for me. I wish, I think I talked about this when I had been playing this game, but it is annoying to me that these games that are like hyper-realistic remakes of old games that looked like a bunch of uh, Legos stacked on top of each other. (laughs) They are so committed to the recognizable aesthetic of their characters that they don't let you put them in like their armor doesn't change the way that they look. Mm. And God, that's what I want. Yeah. I want to be able to dress up Cloud in dumb outfits. Oh my god, that's all I ever want from <laughs> any RPG is like if I change Mario to be wearing the the better jump pants and the icon of them is different, he better what look a different. Wild pull, Mario, <laughs> when you're talking about RPGs. Holy shit. Well, no, that's, that's very good. <laughs> yeah, that to me is like the the most egregious because it'll be like yeah he's uh he has different shoes and pants and it's like no he's still wearing overalls and boots <laughs> like i could i could plausibly believe that cloud has like jammed a bulletproof vest on under his skin tight uh sleeveless turtleneck but, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, uh, yeah, I just it, it, I I googled around for Aerith, and there's some pictures with her hair down that just look like photographs of Anna Kendrick. Yeah, <laughs> which is very weird. Yeah, it, it, I I'm annoyed a little bit at the fact that they were like, yeah, we're breaking this up over several chapters because we want to be able to tell the whole story or whatever. But then when you play the part that Jeff is playing, they padded it so much <laughs> with other stuff. Oh no, like. 
I mean, it's very reminiscent of the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit uh, movies where they were like, yeah, we have to break it into three parts, but then almost all of it is stuff that's not covered in the book and not really important to the story. Yeah. Uh, what I kind of like about it is it feels uh, it feels like there's room to breathe. Like, I'm, I'm actually, you know, the thing that the game says it's doing in the story, which is that Cloud is, uh, you know, getting closer to these people and developing a connection to, like, the citizens of Midgar is actually mm-hmm. happening in the gameplay, which is, I think, uh, something that uh, RPGs don't do a lot of. Yeah. Just be like, all right, this is the guy who comes in and breaks all of the jars in my house uh, and then leaves <laughs> without speaking to me. Uh, but yeah. no, now it's like you go and talk to people, you solve problems for them, uh, they yeah. give you money for it. They make fun of your big stupid sword when you're walking past them. <laughs> Good. They should do that. <laughs> they they do. It's great. <laughs> A lot of them are like, whoa, that sword's enormous. You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I like your extremely horny landlord who keeps on telling you you should be having sex with uh, Tifa in your room. <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny. That's the uh, uh, Spider-Man's landlord uh, version of landlords. <laughs> the archetype. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the the game is, is uh, very horny. Um, yes. Which shouldn't be surprising. Uh, I think that if... Is that where the horniness from movies went? To video, video games? games? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I, I want to say yes, but a lot of them are an angry type of horny, which is just like, let's commit a lot of murders. Right? I, I, yeah. think, I think that's Western video games. True. Yes. I think Japanese video games are, uh, like, very, uh, like, intrinsically deeply horny. What's weird is they are definitely, like, coming into a whole new level of horny, they started out extremely horny. <laughs> they are ramping up that horniness in a way that I did not think was possible. Uh, I th- I, I think know. the first fix- six Final Fantasies are fairly chaste. Like, five yeah. gets a little sort of antic horny, but, like, that's a I mean, it. in four, uh, Cecil and Rose's sprites get into the same bed together, you know? Also, that ninja guy has sex with Rydia, who, like, hyper-aged, but is still definitely only, like, nine years old. Nah, oh, fuck. Gross. There's too much of that. There's also too much in video games and other Japanese media of, uh, whoa, we were spying on these women in the bathhouse and then hijinks ensued. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> stop doing that. Stop it. Stop having how- that in video games. <sighs> so how come they made Eris's name worse, but Rydia <laughs> is still Rydia and they didn't <laughs> fix it to Lydia, which clearly it was intended to be? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people pronounce it differently, like Rydia and things like that. No. I don't know what the the right one is. It probably should be Lydia, but I think it's more memorable as Lydia. As Rydia, I mean. Uh, Is it? Ah! Based on that, I forgot. Got you. Lawyered. Get him. Get him. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I'm enjoying Final Fantasy VII Remake, um... Quite a bit, which I'm surprised about, because I was uh, not interested, and then it was free on PlayStation Plus, so I decided to delete 100 gigabytes worth of other stuff, download it, and install it, and play it. It's pretty Do good. you think you'll play the other ones when they come out? Uh, I mean, I will be a different person by then. All yeah, we the might all be dead by then. All of my body will have died and been replaced. <laughs> yes. 
quite possibly we will all have died and been reborn mm-hmm. as new people by then because it took like 15 years for this chapter to come out. And yep. then the weird, bald, bearded version from us of us from the future will come back to recruit us into his evil plan to Jeff, you're kidnap already Mickey the Mouse weird, or bald. something. Yeah, You're you already the weird, bald, bearded version of yourself. Oh no, I did shave. I did finally like cut my hair today. I'm gonna yeah. go back in time to last week and zehnort myself. Yeah, all you need now is a big vinyl coat with a ton of zippers on it, and as soon as you yep. buy that, you'll be able to travel back in time. Yep. Oh man. All right, it's uh, um, we're done. We're done talking about ourselves. Wait, I just want to talk a little bit more about the fact that you you never played the original Final Fantasy VII, right? No, I did not. As I was playing this remake that has a lot of, like, very realistic character models and looks like real humans interacting with a crazy sci-fi world, I had to keep reminding myself that in the next chapter, there will be a sentient dog and a Frankenstein man (laughs) that join your party. (laughs) How are they going to do this? I mean, we already kind of have a Frankenstein man. I don't know what Barrett's deal is. He's just a guy. He's just a guy who lost his hand in a fight. Why yeah, but he replaced it with a giant gun. I mean, I agree, but that doesn't make him a Frankenstein man. That makes him a cyborg. Come on, Jeff. Use he has a flat. He has a flat top haircut and an artificial arm. That makes him a Frankenstein. Yes. Oh, there's also a talking cat. A You're talking already cat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're already friends with that Mohawk tiger. That's true. That's pretty wild, but like it, it's going to get so much wilder and I'm really excited for it, but also like everyone is so serious and like rightfully so because they really up the stakes in terms of like ma- hammering home the reality of how many hundreds of thousands of people are dying when things go bad. <laughs> um but then to square that with, oh yeah, and here's our friend who is like I guess a goth vampire Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just hanging out with us while we're talking about genocide. I know so little about Final Fantasy VII, but I do know that there's like fifty guys that I haven't met yet. Like yeah. I, I haven't. I, no one's even said the names Vincent or Zach, and I know those are pretty major guys. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, it's it's like this game is very clearly also made for people who know about the original game, which I do not, and I'm still mm-hmm. enjoying it. So. That's good. I will say it's surprising how little of the plot of the original game they actually get to in this one. (laughs) Uh, I'm also, uh, one more point out of many, I'm very impressed by the fact that they managed to keep the weird, uh, shiny pre-rendered aesthetic for, like, the big tower in the center of the city. Yeah. Uh, Because that is, like, that's the iconic look of Final Fantasy VII, right? That, like, weirdly glossy because they didn't have good computer graphics yet, uh, like, metal pillar. And then they kept it, and it still looks good, and it still looks weirdly glossy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. Like, so much of the original Final Fantasy VII is defined by those background images that are like fixed and painted, and you are just w- walking against them. Yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, you're right. It does somehow convey that despite the backgrounds being much better. <laughs> And more dynamic. <laughs> yeah, good. like, now we can render stuff that looks better than that in real time in-engine. So, yep. it's, yeah, technology has come a long way. Yep. <sighs> Alright, let's get into this. Yay! Uh, I 
generated a random word, and the word I generated was pan. Nice. So, I put the link in the chat. We have a list of questions about the word pan. Yep. I think this one's going to be real easy for us. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot about pan cooking, and the trouble is, and you can kind of tell from the different things that are here, uh, people don't use cooking terms in a fixed way. Like, pan yeah. fry often means to shallow fry something, to to fry something in just a little bit of oil in a skillet. But yep. sometimes it means to fry it in no oil. Not fry it, to sear it in no oil. So, yep. yeah, it's a bit tricky. Yeah, so a lot of these are pan-frying things. And yes. almost always what you want to do is get as much moisture out of the thing as you can mm -hmm. and then put it in a very hot pan with a little bit of oil. Yes. Yep. That's it. And then turn it over when it looks like it's about to start burning. Yeah. Or when it smells like it's burning. Well, you, you should... Ideally, you should do it right before it smells like it's burning. You have to have a really sharp nose for this. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot... If I... Let's see. Control-F, pan-fry. There are 13 <laughs> instances of the phrase pan-fry on this page. Yeah. Yeah. And there are ones that make sense to me, like pan-fried breaded chicken. Sure, yeah. But yep. then, like, pan-fry beef? I don't think they mean fry. You don't really fry beef. That's not something you do with beef. Unless mm. it's, like, um, steak sandwich. I guess. I wouldn't call that frying. I feel like that would involve more oil than you usually use on beef. What about when you uh, cook a steak in butter in the pan? I guess that's true. I always have just seen that as butter basted, but it is, you are doing something with it. I guess it's frying. Yeah. Uh, now here's the real question. Pan fry hamburgers is on here. Because the fat is incorporated with the meat, are you technically frying ground beef? Yes. Ooh, I guess you are. Yeah, but I don't like the f idea of it saying that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, this well, is where it's tricky. Also, the word grill has so many different meanings. Yes. But if you're if you're putting a hamburger on a hot surface that's not a grill, I think you have to be frying it. There's no other word for that. I guess so. In America, the only word we have uh, for cooking something in a pan is frying. That's what you do. Yeah, that's true. Although pan-seared um, poultry, that is, that is what I like to say to pan-sear something. Yes. That was an you, you shouldn't pan-sear <laughs> poultry because you should cook it all the way through. It's really important, actually, that you do that. Yes, but sometimes uh, if you have a chicken breast that has skin, you can get that skin really hot, which gives you enough uh, rendered uh, schmaltz to cook the other side of the chicken, and then you can kind of let the residual heat of it cook it all the way through. Yeah, uh, that's that's a pretty advanced technique for someone who went to WikiHow to figure <laughs> out how to pan-sear poultry, though. I mean, I guess that's true. Here's one that's challenging to me. Pan-fry burgers on a grill pan. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess people don't know how to use those cast iron pans that have the grill uh, lines, ridges. Right, but is it still frying if it's on a grill pan? That's what I'm saying. We don't know what the word grill means, because we use it for, like, an outdoor cooking uh, surface, but then we use it, like, grilled cheese it just means that you did it on a griddle. Yeah, so... if it's cooked on a griddle or on a barbecue grill, it is yeah. grilled. <laughs> well... 
I think it's if it gets those little lines on it, I think we can all agree that means it's grilled. Yeah, the, for sure. Those are called grill marks for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, like sirloin burger so, soup. Those tiny little burgers have grill marks on them. So, so. I would suggest <laughs> to this person that you spray your grill pan with some kind of dark, like, matter stain or dye. Hmm, okay. And then... When then you heat up the pan, and when you fry the thing in your grill pan, it'll get those lines on it perfectly. Oh, I see. So you should paint stripes in the pan before you cook anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Great. Good. We <laughs> yep. solved that one. <laughs> yep. We're not responsible if you poison yourself. Matt is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say toxic. You can get that non-toxic paint. <laughs> but don't. You could. Yeah, but you shouldn't. You, but you can. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I want to give advice to people who want to pan see your pork chops or steaks. What you can do is you get a nonstick pan and you put mm-hmm. your steak in it and you put your steak in this cold nonstick pan and then you turn the heat on and you turn it up to high, the lowest mm-hmm. part of high. And you put it, you leave it in the pan for two minutes, then you flip it two minutes and you keep doing that for exactly 10 minutes. You're going to have to time this on two timers. So that sucks, but it's going to come out perfectly. I like this conspiratorial tone that you've taken (laughs) teaching us how to do this. Yes, it's very important. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Wait, if if you leave it two minutes on each side and then flip it, and you do it for ten minutes, that means that you're going to end with an odd number of flips. So it's going to end up being on one side for longer than the other. Okay, I should have been more clear. You do it on each side for two minutes, then you start your ten minute timer. Ah, that's different. Um, do we all agree that the ultimate kitchen device that we all want and can never have is a big, uh, like, chef-style flat-top grill? No. No. <laughs> really? Huh. I used to volunteer nice. at the- I used to volunteer sometimes in high school at the Ronald McDonald House in Wilmington, and one of the volunteer jobs was cooking breakfast for the kids, uh, on the big griddle, and it sucks. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> Oh, really? I When I worked at a restaurant, we had a, like, the big, you know, yeah. huge flat top that is just hot, gas-powered, uh, super hot all the time. I yeah. loved cooking food on that. Eggs would get cooked so quickly. Ah, it was good. Yeah, I guess quickly is not the main thing that I'm looking for <laughs> in a cooking experience. I want it to be good more than I want it to be quick, and I feel like I've never had griddle eggs that were, like, like, as good. Those big griddles need you to have excellent time management, and I think that would make me very nervous until I learned all about it. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's big because you're supposed to be cooking, like, 12 things at once on it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you're a short-order cook. Yeah. Yep. And you remember exactly when you put each of those things on and when they need to come off. Ah! Too much. I love it. it, (laughs) We did it. I'm... I've been thinking about this for many years, but at the end of every night, we would completely strip the grill back down to, like, the silver, uh, like the bare metal, uh, which I don't think is normal. Yeah, I usually want to get that kind of grease buildup that, like, laminates it. Yeah, like the the black patina. Yeah. Uh, We would just get rid of that with, with, uh, like, heavy-duty cleaner every night. Oh, yeah, no, that's not Yeah, that doesn't seem good. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, how to panel a van. Oh, man. I guess... Uh, okay, so first thing you need to do is apply for, like, a, a showtime at Comic-Con. Okay. And then... Uh. 
you get a bunch of different vans all together to talk mm. about, I don't know, like My Hero Academia or whatever, and then you'll have your panel with a van. Oh, man. Pretty good joke. <laughs> oh, man. I was gonna... I, I wanted to continue this joke with you, but I couldn't think of people named Van. Yeah, um, Van Jones. Van Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, does Vin Diesel voice someone in the Cars franchise named yes! Van Diesel? Because he really should. Yeah, he I don't think he does, right. but he really should. You're absolutely right. Is Van Morrison dead? Uh, Probably. No, still alive. Is he? Yeah. Huh. Uh, he is 75. Wow, Damn. that is much younger than I thought he should be. Huh. All right. Okay, so yeah. Sir Van Mo- Morrison. Ugh. Okay, good. Van Morrison and Van Jones should be at Comic-Con talking about My Hero Academia. There, I said it. Alright, I think you should panel a van by learning how to draw a wizard really good. That's gonna be your first step. You're gonna need that airbrushing a van. That's not even paneling. <laughs> You're gonna do the different parts of the van in sections. So this is the paneling a van. You are wrong. What? <laughs> That's just not what that word means. <laughs> what? What do you... Let's step outside the bit for a second. What do you think this person is actually asking? What does panel yeah. van mean? <laughs> I think they mean, like, put wood paneling on the side of your van. No, on the inside, like, to make it uh, insulated. Oh, put carpeting all over it? So they... You can commit murders in there? No, they want to put carpeting all over the inside so that you can commit sex crimes in there. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. crimes. They could just be regular. If they're done in a van, they're crimes. <laughs> If this fans are rockin', don't come a knockin'. That you didn't you went you meant to do a joke in the second half of that and then you just said the phrase. Yeah, I couldn't think of a joke as I was saying it, so I decided to avoid uh, doing a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm We're pretty sure that this is referring to like paneling the inside of a van, uh, like like finishing it to make it a little room inside your van, like mm. a pervert. <laughs> Don't you just staple up a bunch of uh, foam insulation or something? And then put couldn't you just get some that? of that some of that wood panel, wood grain, like stick on uh, mm, shelf good. liner, mm-hmm. and then just cool. show, stick it all over the inside of your van? Well, I don't hate it. <laughs> I think you would need to put up walls to even out the. I guess no. If you really want it to look crummy, you would just stick it right on the like bare metal. Yeah. Yeah, what are you suggesting? The alternative would be to get a bunch of panels of drywall. Yeah, <laughs> then... <laughs> really weigh that van down. So yeah, good. <laughs> what would you even attach it to, or would you just lean it up against the sides of the van? Oh, pretty good. Stupid. I mean, there's a lot of these. Pa- how to panel a room? How to panel walls? How to panel a bath is interesting. Yeah, that's when you just cover up the tiles with plastic so that you don't have to do as much grout cleaning, right? I have no idea. Yeah. Panel a bath. Yeah. Hmm. How to panel a room or panel a ceiling. Those are useful things to know. And I think you should look somewhere better than WikiHow if you're trying to do those things. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, you know, you should listen to our podcast where we give you advice. Like, get a bunch of wood panels and then probably nail them to your wall. (laughs) Is that how you do it? Um, I feel like we're out of our depth already on the idea of paneling. So I I'm seeing here how to pan in photography. I don't remember which type of movement that is. Isn't that just side to side movement? Yes, like a panorama. Like, Uh, but what's weird is you can. I know how you pan in film. mm -hmm. Can you pan in photography? Because there's still images. I think. Here we go. I got it. Did you look it up on the internet, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, no, of course not. 
if they if these people could Google the answers, Jeff, then they wouldn't be on WikiHow. Yeah, they can't Google the answers, but I can. <laughs> What'd you um, find out? Is when you take a picture of something that's moving and you're focused on the moving object, so the background is all blurry, mm. uh, and you have to have like a, sh- a high shutter speed. Or, sorry, mm. a slow shutter speed. Fair enough. Yeah. I like people, in the TV show The Flash on the CW. Yeah. People you definitely use it for when they talk about phone photography to just mean, like, how to make a really long image. I guess yeah, they're using panorama. it short for panorama. Yeah. Which I also don't know how to do, but I know there's a way to do it. I just haven't bothered to learn it because I don't want to. I oh, very there's just a button on the camera app that will do it. I very much like that there are two questions on here that are how to pan for gold in California mm-hmm. and how to pan for gold in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Very good. Do you, think, do you think there are different answers to this? Uh, maybe yes. on where to go to do it, probably. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously different in California and Pennsylvania, but like, yeah. the specific well, places. That would be pretty wild if you are like, I want to pan for gold in California, but I am in Pennsylvania. <laughs> How do I pan for gold in California from Pennsylvania? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> Actually, drones. The answer is drones. Bitcoin, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I know the answer to the one in Pennsylvania because you can pan for gold in some of the state parks that are related to the runoff of the Poconos, um, particularly the Garnet Valley, which I live near. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Which you can get garnets right out of the river if you want to pan for them. Um, the garnets are very nice. That we is not panning for gold, Louisa. <laughs> Sorry, you are out. It's not called a gold valley. That's the problem. But well, the thing is, uh, you're listen. answering a different question, Louisa. It doesn't right. say how to pan okay. for garnets in Pennsylvania. Uh, what I want to say is, people do pan for garnets in Pennsylvania because that can be worth it. You can pan for gold in Pennsylvania rivers. But the amount of gold you're going to find versus the amount of hours you're going to put in trying to get it is going to be basically nothing. I don't right, know. Here, here's don't you what remember, you do. Don't you remember in 49 when there was that rush of people panning for gold that all rushed to the East Coast to Pennsylvania? That's right. Yep, that's when Philadelphia <laughs> got established. Gold rush. Yeah. <laughs> it got established in 1849, that's true. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I was I was just gonna say what you do is you build a time machine and go back to like 1845 and then all the gold will just still be there. Uh, the trouble yeah. is, before there were um, people living in those areas, they you would just basically die if you went out there by yourself, though, right? Yeah, you'd have Not to if eat you had a time all machine. of your family members because you're the Donner Party. <laughs> yeah. A time machine. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, people got rich just running hotels where the gold rush was because mm-hmm. nobody had anything to do once they went out there. They had no way to get food or lodging. They did so. have... Part of the, the reason they got rich is because they had lucrative HBO deals. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, that wasn't California. <laughs> that wasn't California, damn you! I don't know. I never watched that show. <laughs> I just know Lovejoy liked to swear a lot. Um, either North Dakota or South Dakota. Shit, I don't remember which one. Mm. Let's see. The Dakotas. South Dakota. You were right. Uh, did you guys play the Yukon Trail as children? It was like a follow-up to the Oregon Trail? No, just no. Oregon Trail. Yeah. Oh, uh, I played primarily Yukon Trail, actually. Um hmm. And it is really, really hard. I don't yeah, know I if I ever made it to the Yukon. Uh, every time I got on a boat, someone stole my bicycle. <laughs> Sucked. You got attacked by fur trappers? <laughs> Probably. 
I just remember like it was it was a lot more of like a point and click adventure style rather than the the sort of resource management thing. So there were like people to talk to and dialogue options, and if you didn't do the right one, mm. someone would steal your bicycle on the steamer up to Alaska. That sucks. Did you try yeah. choosing the dialogue option, please don't steal my bike? <laughs> yeah, it's all I have. Please, please. <laughs> you know what? I never did because I figured it was probably a red herring. Mm-hmm. You thought that it, you needed to play a reverse psychology game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at this juicy bicycle you can steal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you meet Jack London at the end of the game. Oh, great. <laughs> When you get to when you get to Dawson City, is he like I'm so tell- fucking horny for stories about dogs? Is that what he yeah. tells you? <laughs> yeah, he's surrounded by dogs. <laughs> he's like Craven the Hunter, but his jacket is made out of a dog face instead of it, a lion. <laughs> it's like that scene in Fantasia where Mickey is conducting this the waves up the side of a cliff, except the waves are dogs. <laughs> The sea of dogs. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. <clears throat> well, anyway, uh, another thing: how to pan and balance in Premiere Pro. There's probably a button. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't get when people have a problem with a specific uh, product that they would come to WikiHow. Why don't you just like search for that product? Yep. Right. <laughs> like doesn't make uh, sense. Yeah. Just hit I mean, F one while you have the software open. It'll bring up the help menu. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The the the. Downfall of this show is that so many of the things that people ask to do, you could just Google exactly this phrase and it would bring up the right answer. <laughs> well, like how to pan fried tofu, for instance, you're going to get a lot of different opinions. Yes. And maybe. Uh, would you like to hear mine? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you go to WikiHow because you're like, is there some uh, core tenets of this? Uh, practice that I need to know. I can understand that, but when you're like, how do I do a thing in a Premiere Pro? Look up Premiere Pro, dummy! Now, how do you pan fried tofu, Matt? The thing of it is, what people in America don't understand about tofu is that you have to press it. Yes. You can't cook it without pressing it. So, put it between two towels under a heavy book for a few hours to press out all the liquid, salt it, to pull out the last of the li- liquid, and then fry it in oil, and it'll get crispy and delicious every time. Mmm, good stuff. I would like to yeah. say you can freeze it inside its little container, and it, like, shrivels a little bit, and then as it defrosts, it, like, ejects all its water. I think you still would need to press it, though, because it's in water. I mean, you right? need to blot it afterwards, but it, mm. it, like, shrinks it like a little sponge, so all the water shoots out. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. Um... <laughs> Freezing does dry things out sometimes weirdly. That's what freeze um, dry means. How to pan dress fish? I don't know what they mean by that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you need to get some little goat legs and you oh, put no. it on that fish. Oh no! <laughs> A scarf like Mister Tumnus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is so good. The thing is that the fish wouldn't be able to play those pan pipes because they don't have lungs. That's yeah. sad. Oh man, that's true. Can they can they play them with their gills in some horrible way? Is that possible? They don't really have they don't have the musculature to like forcefully expel gas. They just hmm. have a exchange with the environment. No, you're thinking of frogs that breathe through their skin is what I think you are thinking of. That's that's all gills are. It's just more skin for breathing through. I know some fish can expel water at a high velocity through their gills, like a sneeze. Yes. So yes. maybe that way you could do it. 
I don't think you could play a panpipe with water. What about one of those little Not bird bird flutes that you fill with water, and then as you blow into mm, it, it makes a bird there noise? There we go. Yeah. yeah, that's the fish equivalent of a panpipe. Okay, got good. It. We've done it. <laughs> that's what they wanted to know, right? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, how to know. paint a door. Uh, there's two ways to do this. There's the shaker style, where you make a bunch of rails and then you set panels into it. Um, and then there's the, like, modern style where you get a plunge router and you just cut a pattern into your door. I so say you, you punch a hole in the door. Mean? You punch a hole through the door and then you put glass over that hole you have painted that door. <laughs> I I mean, you've already painted it by punching it. It probably hurt the door exactly. quite a bit. You painted your hand for damn sure. <laughs> Unless you're very powerful, like Van Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> he can drive right through that door and not even feel it. <laughs> Alright, can we be done? <laughs> yes. We've been trying to get off this phone call this entire time. Yeah, like, my back is so okay. sweaty. <laughs> Good. Good stuff. Yep. Alright, guys. Well, thanks for listening to our show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about it so that we can continue to grow. Uh, Jeff every week mentions that we only have 12 listeners, so it kind of destroys my illusion that we're growing every week, but we are growing every week. Probably yeah. not, but. No, don't say that. Don't say that. I haven't too. checked in a while, so I assume we are. We are. Right. There you go. We've done it. What if you check and we have 500,000 listeners? Oh my god, oh my Jeff. God. What then? What then, Jeff? We would, we would have to stop doing this show. <laughs> I agree. That's the that's the real dichotomy. Whenever we ask people to tell their friends, if this show gets too popular, I definitely quit. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, I was really worried when I was getting above like two thousand weekly listener listeners on Creepy Podstone. Like, oh no, is this too yeah. big? Is this too many people hearing me? <laughs> I saw on Facebook a bunch of people being like, "Jeff, you have to come back and do the show again." It was my only reason for living, and I was like, "Huh, that's." <laughs> I didn't know this. I didn't know how diehard Jeff's fan base was, but that's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, wow. Our listenership has thankfully been going down lately. No, oh, shut up, no. Jeff. <laughs> you start trying to ruin the oh, show. What a relief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, please do recommend this to your friends. I would actually like it to be better uh, listened to. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would like it to be better, too. <laughs> We promise we'll try harder if we think people are listening. Uh, I think I just sorted by total <sighs> listens, and Creepypods to episode one has 32,000 unique downloads. Shit. I think I'm going to throw up. Oh my god. Oh no, I the was second on that one. one. No one's the second one, half as many. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to like, harass me, though, so that's probably okay. That's good. 16,000 people were like, no thank you, after they heard the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. We post episodes there. Well, Jeff posts episodes there every week. Uh, and then um, if you want to talk to us as individuals, we're all on Mastodon. Uh, or you can get an invite to our Discord by messaging us on Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK, JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram, although I don't currently have access to Snapchat because, um... You told the president to kill himself. 
yeah, yeah, you got banned uh, for all that stuff you said about how capitalism is a lie. <laughs> uh, no, my my phone uh, Snapchat doesn't work on a on a rooted phone. Oh, um, like it specifically bans it. Uh, so I have to if I want to use Snapchat, I have to like load it up on my Fire tablet. <laughs> And then you can take pictures with your tablet like an old person. Yeah. I love how, Jeff, I feel like one of the things that has been a constant in our friendship is you alternating weeks telling me how great it is to, like, hack your electronic (laughs) devices and load new stuff on them and how it gives you such great freedom. Mm -hmm. And then you telling me that 50% of the functions of your electronic devices don't work because of the things you did to them. (laughs) I wouldn't say that Snapchat is 50% of what I do. Uh, it's so funny. I mean, like, I do, I definitely do the same thing where I'm like, yeah, definitely. Like, your life will be so much easier if you just learn woodworking. I mean, I do have splinters all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just enjoy manipulating, uh, software in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone else would enjoy it. I don't need to play the, the games after. I just need to load the ROMs onto something that they're not supposed to be on. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. It's a very weird way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, though I, I do, I do the same thing. Of like, I want to have a whole library of things that are impossible to get in America. I probably won't read or or watch them, but I like having them. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not going to play Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective for the Turbo Graphics CD, but I do need to have it on my Wii U. <laughs> now, I do think you should play that game. Yeah, play that I, game, Jeff. I booted it up because I do have a boxed, like, tabletop version of the game. Uh, it's like a classic uh, text-based booklet game that you play when you're a very boring nerd in the 80s. Um, <laughs> it has the worst-looking Looking full motion video I've ever seen. Mm, it's it's in like three colors. Jeff, you need to play this on Twitch so I can watch it. Yeah, I would okay. watch this too. Ah, God damn it. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, I know you're busy and you probably want to get off the phone, so you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. No, I'm not busy. Oh, no. Damn I it. Keep going. <laughs> Oh, sorry, uh, my phone battery is dying, so I gotta go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I, I, what, uh, uh, a tunnel, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's lucky he he got that keyword out there. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, do your job! Oh man, what a terrible ending. (laughs) It's really good.